Hello? Welcome to the Harlan Highway. To the Harlan Highway. It sucks you in. You make us feel important. You are important. My name is Tina, and I'm going to kill you. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. Hey, welcome back to the Harlan Highway. And have you ever had one of those days where you just want to get away from everything, from everybody, huh? I'm having one today. And it's not because of you folks. It's just because of stuff going on in my life. So I think the only place to really get away is at a trailer park. Oh, yeah. I'd love to just disappear into a greasy, slimy trailer park. So I'm going to call right now and see if I can hook that up. Here we go. Hi. Hi. Hi, I'd like to come camping, please. You like to what? I'd like to come camping. How much is it for the weekend? You sure you got the right number? This is the trailer park. Right. Yeah, I'd like to come camping with my family for the just for the weekend though. No, these are permanent homes here, honey. But I just don't I don't want permanent. I just want to come in for the weekend. I understand that. Okay, how much is that, please? I've got three children and my wife and a dog. Right, they do, they do not accept the weekend. What if I slip somebody an extra 20? An extra 20? Would that kind of push the right buttons of... No, I don't think so. Is there a, a swimming facility there for the children? Yes. Okay, that sounds good. And um, is it a quiet place? Because I can't have much noise. Mm-hmm. Okay, and how much is that for the weekend then? You'll have to check down the street. This is not here for the weekend, honey. All I need is just a quiet weekend to relax with my family. Right. So, um, how big are you? Where are you coming from? I'm coming right down from Ithaca. Uh Uh-huh. And I just need a trailer, maybe 16-footer. And you do allow dogs, of course. I hope, because we don't. No, we don't. It's a very quiet dog. It doesn't bark. We had its tongue removed, and it's just a little angel. Uh-huh. So, I can bring the dog then? No, they don't accept dogs here. He's very quiet. His tongue's been taken out, and he just he's just like a little angel. He'll cuddle up on your lap, and you can throw balls for him. You can try the other park if you'd like. I don't know if they accept dogs or not, though. Well, what if I just sneak him in, and nobody... Who Can I give someone a 20 to look the other way? I, I don't think so. I could give you a 20. No, I I'm just uh, I just work here. What about $40 to look the other way? No. 60? No, thank you. No. I will give you $300 to look the other way so I can bring my dog. $300. Really? No, thank you. $500 and I won't go a cent higher. For you to look the other way. No, we really haven't got a spot for you, though. Even with or without the dog. You push a hard deal, a thousand dollars cash in your pocket, and I get the dog in for the weekend with my family. One thousand dollars. What's your last name? Teriyaki. Mm-hmm. I think I've hit the mark with the thousand. Am I correct? No, sir. You have not. $3,000 and a new microwave oven if you look the other way. 
Wait, wait. I tell you the truth. It wouldn't matter if I looked the other way or not. We don't have a spot. That's, That's the name of my dog, Spot. The name of your dog is Spot? Yes. Okay. So now I think I... Hey, your wife's name is Jane? You know my wife? No. Oh, my God. Who is this? <laughs> oh, my God. Hang up. Hang up right away. Wow. Well, I guess they didn't want me. I guess they didn't want old Harlan to tarnish their community of treasures. So I'll just keep on rolling down the Harland Highway until I find a place to bunk in. I might be knocking on your door, so so watch out, people. It's me, Harlan Williams, here on the Harland Highway. Oh, yes, people can be gullible, right? Is that mean? Was, was, was I, like, uh, you know, taking advantage of her? Hmm? Because she was gullible? Or am I the gullible one? Because maybe she was on to my little prank call the whole time, and I'm just going along thinking, oh, am I ever clever? She doesn't have a clue what I'm doing. So who's gullible? Me or her? Or all of you for listening to this stupid podcast? No, I'm kidding. Don't. That, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> it is not stupid. It's important. Are you a gullible person? Huh? Are you one of these people that someone could say anything and you kind of buy into it? Have you ever been tricked? Have you ever been conned? God knows there's a lot of people out there that are ready to rip you off or lie to you. Why do people have to be like that? Huh? Why can't people just be decent and do the right thing like... Who wakes up in the morning going, let's see, who can I really screw today, man? Huh? Who can I just gouge today? Don't be like that. If that's you, don't don't do it. Okay? I don't want you to I don't want you to do it. I want you to be nice. Be nice to people, man. Be nice. Doesn't take much to be nice. Because if you're not nice, you make people cry, right? You ever do that, accidentally make someone cry? Oh, my God. Probably one of my worst stories. I guess this blends into being gullible and making someone cry. You know, I do acting. I'm an actor. And um, if you want to call it that. Um, but I try, people. I try. Um, but you ever see that show that was on NBC called My Name is Earl? That show was on for quite a while. Pretty successful show. My name is Earl. I actually guest starred on it once, so what the hell am I talking about? Of course I know what it is. Um, But I remember when that show was casting, they brought me in for the role of Earl. And you saw the guy that played the role. It was Jason Lee Patrick or Sean Patrick Flannery or samuel l jackson one of those actors with three names like they can't just be ed smith they gotta have three names and an initial and a monogram and a recipe and oh brother but anyways the guy who played it who's actually a cool guy i like um you know i kind of play that guy too kind of the slacker kind of you know the kind of 
dipstick kind of dude type of guy, right? I can play that real well. And uh, so I went in to read for that lead role. I went in to read for Earl, right? And when you go into an audition room, if you haven't done it, if you haven't been through the process, it's nerve-wracking. At least it is for me. I don't like it. It's uh, It makes you vulnerable, makes you feel insecure. It makes you feel like people are judging you. And you got to kind of let all that go, which isn't easy for human beings to do, man. It's hard not to take this stuff personally. I've learned to just let it roll, believe me. You can't survive in Hollywood if you don't let it roll. But one of the tricks I learned during the audition process is to not go into a room and let their energy dictate how I was going to feel or how I was going to perform or how I was going to feel when I left the room. I always thought, you know what, if this isn't fun, don't do it, Harland. Thank you. You're welcome. So what I would do is when I walked into an audition room, I usually try to take over, set the tone, create the energy, and then once I start to read, I'm kind of in my comfort zone. I've brought them into my house, and I'm no longer in their house. So I kind of bring them into my world. And one of my successful methods for doing this is a little bizarre, but it worked for me, right? So I'd walk in the room for the audition. I've got the lines memorized. There's always like five or six people sitting there, and they got cameras on you, and it's very nerve-wracking. So usually the first question out of their mouth is, Oh, hey, Harlan, how you doing? And so to kind of bring them into my world, I'd say, oh, not so good. And then they'd obviously always say, oh, why not? And I'd say, oh, on the way over here, I hit a dog. And then they go, oh, no, really? And I go, yeah, I hit the dog. And it's kind of tough. You know, it, it bounced off the front of my car and it went down into a ditch. And they're like, oh, no, that's horrible. And I go, yeah, and then it bounced up out of the ditch and hit a little Korean kid on a bicycle right in the head, and I killed the kid. I killed a dog and a kid on the way over here. So now I got them in Weird World. They're laughing. They're amused. They love it how bizarre the story is. And, and so now I'm totally comfortable because I've brought them to my place. Okay? So all that backstory being told, I go into My Name is Earl, there's the two executive producers, and someone else was in there, I think. It was my first meeting, my first read. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad. And, of course, the guy and the girl, I walk in. Hey, Harland, how you doing? I go, oh, not so good. I hit a dog, right? So before the guy can say anything, the girl just brings her hands to her mouth, and she's like, oh, what? You hit a dog? And I thought she was just kind of playing along. I go, yeah, I hit a dog. She goes, oh, my God. And I swear to God, her eyes started to water. And a look of horror and shock came across her face. And I'm like, uh-oh, I think maybe she's not going to get this. She goes, oh, my God, you hit a dog? What What? What, what happened? And I go, I, I just hit a dog, and it, it bounced down into the ditch. You know, I got down into that part, and she goes, you killed, you hit a dog, and it bounced into the ditch. And then she threw me a curveball. She goes, well, did you stop? 
And I could see she totally was buying this stupid story. And I was about to say, you know what, I'm only joking, because I could see she was getting emotional. But I was also in that netherworld in between where I'm like, oh, no. If I stop, she's going to think I'm an ass and a liar. So I thought, you know what, I'll just finish the story, get out of it, and move on. So... So I go, no, I didn't stop. And she goes, what? You hit a dog and you didn't stop? So now I was a complete ass. She's starting to well up and cry. And then I start, I'm like, oh, my God. She, she's totally invested in this story. I, if, I, if I stop the story now, she's going to kill me because she's crying. So I'll, I'll try to finish it up. So I, then I go, oh, well, you know, I kind of stopped. I didn't really hit the dog hard. I just glazed it. You know, it just kind of glazed it and pushed it. She goes, oh, well, where was the owner? Did you stop and talk to the owner? And I go, I didn't see the owner around. And now she's just freaking out. She's full on, like, crying. And I can't go, you know what? I just made it up. I'm being a jackass. So her partner, this guy, says, Cindy, Cindy, calm down. Calm down. Just stop. He calmed her down. The sobbing and the weeping subsided. Everyone took a deep breath. And then the girl goes to me. She says, okay, Harland, why don't you go ahead and read for us now? Dog killer. She didn't say dog killer, but that was in her voice, man. And uh, so if you're wondering why I was never the star (laughs) of my name is Earl, (laughs) it's because I hit an imaginary dog. I did not stop. I did not talk to the owner. (laughs) And I made a grown woman cry. Oh, I hate crying. Every Friday, I have to do a therapy session with this Dr. Ascot guy. Because the powers that be here think maybe I've got a nut loose. And so I have a mandatory on-air therapy session. Hello, Dr. Ascot. Hello, Holland. Happy New Year. Yeah, I'd be a lot happier if I didn't have to do this with you. Holland. And don't start saying my name all the time. Holland. Oh, your voice creeps me out, doctor. Holland, stop it. What are we doing today? Alan, today I want you to release all your anger and anxiety. Well, I don't have anger and anxiety until you come in here, and then I get upset because I don't feel like I should be doing this. Alan. What? Release. Release what? The anger and the frustration. How am I supposed to do that? I want you to cry, Harland. You want me to what? Cry. No, I'm not going to cry. Yes, Harland, I need to see tears coming out of your eyes to help you release. Oh my god, I am not... Release. What are you doing? I'm saying release. Why why are you saying it like that? Like a rattlesnake? Holland, release. Oh, God, you are creepy. Release.
I'm not gonna cry real tears, I'm sorry. Holland. No. Holland. No. What are you doing? What are you doing with the- what is that? It's an onion, Holland. What are you doing with an onion in here? I will make you cry if you will not cry on your own. What are you talking about? What are you doing with that onion? Ah! Go! Get it out of my eyes! Ah! Ah! Cry, Holland. Ow! Oh, it stings! Cry, Holland. Ow! Oh, it burns! Cry, Holland. Release! That's good, Holland. Cry. You put an onion in my eyes, you bastard. Holland, release. Get him out of here. I can't see. Get him out of We'll be right back. Someone give me an eye wash kit. Release, Holland. Shut up. We'll be right back on the Harland Highway. Good cry, Holland. Cry. Oh, my God. Cry release. Ah! <laughs> we'll be right back. <sighs> what are some of the things that make you really cry? And I guess th- this is more for the men. Because women, you know, let's face it. You can get more emotional. You can cry a lot easier than most of the dudes do. I don't want to, uh, you know pigeonhole everybody but you know facts are facts women seem to let the waterworks come out a lot easier than men do and uh men what do you cry about i want you to call me on my uh my voicemail and leave me a message tell me what makes you cry and be honest you know i think all our listeners would like to know what makes a man cry these days I'm going to share some of my tearful moments with you. I'm going to take down my guard. So I want you guys to be men, step up to the plate, and tell me what makes you cry. Somehow that didn't work together, right? I want you to be a man and tell me what makes you cry. But that doesn't really make sense. Stop whining. I want crying. Call me at 323-215-1486. 323-215-1486. Man, call me and tell me what makes you cry. What makes a man cry these days? And here's some of mine, and I'm going to be totally honest. You know, I think it changes with age, right? Because when you're a little boy, you're a little kid, you cry, you hurt yourself. You cry when you're confused or angry. And then when you go into adolescence, you kind of get into this stage where you're stubborn and you're taking on the world, and you know the answers to everything, and then you never cry. When you're like in that, uh, you know, 17 to 25-year-old pocket, you don't really cry when you're a dude, you know? You'd have to see the NFL get canceled to see tears from a man at that point. But then I think as you start to age and you get a little more life experience and you go through relationships and maybe people close to you start to die or get sick, you know, things happen, you mature, but still you don't really kind of peg men for being crybabies, right? Like still men are pretty stoic. They're kind of, you know, impenetrable and they kind of wear the facade of, 
Well, I'll get upset, obviously, but cry? What? What is that? What am I, two years old? But I know that men cry over weird things. You ever, you ever see, like, uh, these big butch uh, sports athletes? Whenever they retire or wherever they trade teams? You know, these are guys that are getting knocked around on the football field by 300-pound quarterbacks, and these are boxers. These are baseball players. I mean, these are, you know, UFC guys. These are supposed to be the tough guys of society, the macho men. And every time they retire or pretend to retire or switch teams, they just start blubbering. And not only blubbering, but on on camera for the whole world to see. So men do get emotional. I guess you just got to, maybe it's just got to be sports related. Hello, David. This is Dr. Jackson. I have some horrible news. Yes? Your mother just passed away. Oh, that's horrible. You don't sound very upset. Well, I guess everyone has their time. Well, she passed away while watching a hockey game. Oh, oh, hockey! Oh, no! Well, anyways just so I can kind of encourage you men to share. There was a point when, <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to tell you this. <laughs> there was a point when um, I was in between jobs and I had some time off during the day. This was back in my mid-20s, I would say. Maybe mid to late 20s. So I was a grown man, I guess. And... You know, my days would get kind of boring because you're waiting for phone calls. You're waiting for things to happen. Well, you you know, you got the feelers out there to get a job or whatever. And so one day I was bored and I sat down and watched some afternoon TV. And every day, I guess at four o'clock, uh, Highway to Heaven came on. It was this show with uh, Michael Landon about an angel that had come back to Earth to help people with their everyday trials and tribulations their moral decisions. And I watched an episode and I found it moving and I was like, oh, I think I'll watch this show again. You know, it was probably one of the only positive shows on TV ever that didn't deal with murder and shooting and sex. And it was all about trying to kind of save people and show them the righteous path to take. So I guess maybe the third or fourth episode, I'm sitting there watching Michael Landon, you know, dole out his wisdom and his purity and his little sidekick with the greasy beard. (laughs) Some cheesy episode. And lo and behold, guess who starts blubbering? I start crying. I'm watching Highway to Heaven on a Thursday afternoon on NBC. One minute I'm crying, the next thing I'm watching a Vagisil commercial or something. I'm like, what the hell? I'm crying? I'm watching Highway to Heaven? What is wrong with me? But then I had time on my hands for about three weeks, and so I watched it every bloody night. I started loving the show. And sure enough, I'd say maybe four or five more times I started to cry. <laughs> Sit there all by myself with a bowl of cow chocula, sometimes peanut butter Captain Crunch, just tears dropping in my cereal. <laughs> I'm like, what? 
am I am I gay? Am I am I a girl? Am I what am I? And I'm like, no, I'm just a human being. I got sensitive. You know when I sometimes I cry is when I watch the Olympics. When I see someone struggling across that finish line and get the gold medal. You you know, you've seen these runners, the sprinters or the people that run like 29 miles in four minutes and their body just wants to give out and just their sheer will and the years and years of sacrifice and the training they've put in to cross that finish line and be first that moves me that is that that gets the waterworks coming from me man because I just there's something about the purity of that moment, of that person that's pushing and striving to be the very best, and they've challenged the whole world. They've beaten the best of the best, and they probably put their relationships on hold and their social life and their finances and everything. You know, training eight hours a day. For what? So they could run through a yellow ribbon and put their arms in the air and for that brief fleeting moment they're a champion you know there's there's nobility in that there's respect there's there's tears hey man why are you crying oh you know somebody just threw a shot put over 85 feet just like barely handle it yeah, well, that's nothing. Somebody just won the 100-yard 100, uh, 100 dash in world record time. Oh, I'll say it isn't true. Oh, yeah. So there, I put two of them out there, guys, okay? Highway to bloody heaven. Yeah, I cried. <laughs> and when, uh, you know, Carrie Shrug did her dismount, off the pommel horse or the pole vault or whatever the hell it is. In women's gymnastics, I wept. Okay? There. Now, it's up to you to share with me, you pansies. Don't be, don't be afraid. See, I, I don't have the benefit of knowing who you are. You now know who I am. Next time you see me out in public, you go, there's the loser that cries at Highway to Heaven. <laughs> you can heckle me. me. Hey, crybaby, you see any uh, high jump competitions lately? Boo-hoo-hoo. Boo-hoo. Anybody clear six and a half feet lately? Wah! Wah! Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for your sensitivity, man. Well, I can't wait to hear your stories. Call me, leave a message, 323-215-1486. Guys, tell me what makes you cry here on the Harland Highway. Hey, everybody, it's Harlan Williams, and you're on the mighty Harlan Highway. And man, am I excited. Uh, You know what we did yesterday? I asked you people to give me a call and leave me a quick little message and tell me what you thought about the show and about me on the Harlan Highway. And I got to tell you, folks, you filled up the machine. Our answering machine was filled in record time and man oh man i am laughing because we got some great calls from people we got some people that just love the show couldn't get enough of it harlan you're awesome 
You're like a sumo wrestler on crack. We had some people that think I'm on drugs. I just want to hear hammered because you sure sound like you're slurring words. Maybe it's just me. Bye. We have some people that think uh, I do really good stuff. I listened to you since you started. I can't get enough. And we have, of course, the people that can't stand me. Can't handle you. Just too far out there, bro. Sure, you're a nice guy, but can't. I don't get you. I think you're a moron. Oh, their their messages made me laugh because some of them are brutal. And I'm going to air them all. I'm not afraid. I think you people should be entitled to hear the good, the bad, and the ugly. I can take it. You know, all it does is it encourages me to get better and better. And even the people that don't like me, well, they must be listening. Or how would they know that they don't, don't, they don't like me? So that tells me that somewhere... Deep in their Grinch that stole Christmas hearts, there's something about me they like. Maybe they just take a long time to warm up to me. Your radio show's cool. Some of your little jokes, you're going too long with them. But keep it up, buddy. You're doing a great job. Thanks, man. I love you people. You're the reason I do this, and whether you like me or not, I just love hearing from you. I love at least uh, getting a reaction out of you one way or the other. I hope eventually y'all grow to love Papa, because Daddy loves you no matter what. Keep on listening, man. We're having a good time here on the Harlan Highway. This one is your hammer, because you sure sound like you're slurring words. I think you're a moron.